This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, January 16th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. You may recall in the film The American President, just moments after declaring he was a member of the ACLU, the president declared he was prepared to go door to door to, quote, get the guns. President Obama did not offer Americans what Cato's Tim Lynch calls an Andrew Shepard moment. Instead, we got some small changes to how the executive branch will deal with gun purchases and ownership and a legislative agenda clearly constrained by the Bill of Rights. Some people were expecting what you described as an Andrew Shepard moment uh, out of the president with regard to his uh, gun control proposals, but it didn't really happen. What did we get instead? Well, the Andrew Shepard moment was liberals were looking for a really strong defender to go out and get after the guns, not just assault weapons bans, but also a ban on all handguns because anybody that knows the subject knows that most of the murders committed by guns in the United States are done with handguns. So for those who are really strong proponents of gun control, they want a president to go and get the guns. And President Obama didn't do that. Uh, What he proposed was uh, a ban on assault weapons, which is somewhat short of where a lot of people in the gun control movement want to go. Had the Heller case not occurred, of course the case uh, bankrolled by Cato's chairman Bob Levy and argued by Alan Gura and also uh, Clark Neely working on that case, would we be in a different position right now? Would the president be in a, a strikingly different position had the Heller case not happened? We would definitely be in a different position. It's important to find, get some perspective on where the gun debate has gone in the past 20 years. 20 years ago, the gun control movement wanted uh, to ban all handguns. And their groups were actually called like Handgun Control uh, Incorporated. Uh, So they were really pushing in that direction. And when D.C. passed its strict gun control laws in 1976, at the time, this was considered to be the vanguard of liberalism. This is where we all want to go. And, you know, the legislators and councilmen who voted for that were considered to be courageous. And, you know, they're in the vanguard. And uh, what has happened over the past 20 years is we've got this now, this constitutional precedent in the Heller case, uh, which brought some teeth and brought the Second Amendment to life to say, no, some gun control restrictions go too far, and especially in the Heller case where the court said, no, people can, at a minimum, be able to keep a gun in your own home for purposes of self-defense. So it's kind of taken that radical position off of the table now, and uh, President Obama can't go there, and he's constrained, and some people in that side of the debate are constrained to say that they support the Second Amendment. They support the idea that it protects an individual's right to keep and bear arms. He issued 23 executive orders, and they all seem to be fairly uh, minor, dealing with background checks and basically making small alterations to regulations already on the books. That's right. I mean, he, in the event today, he surrounded himself with children, read letters from them saying that they wanted to be safe, that they wanted the president to take action. So what he did was he he doesn't know whether he'll be able to get his legislative proposals through. So what he did was a signing ceremony there in the White House, signing executive orders. And uh, we didn't know what they were going to contain. We still want to get some of the details on some of them. But glancing through the 20 or 23, a lot of them are very innocuous, small measures, such as I'm going to nominate the head of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, and I hope you know Congress will approve my nomination. 
So it's kind of some small stuff there. The disconnect here between how many murders are committed with handguns versus rifles is very striking, but the media doesn't seem to be uh, drawing that out. The media is doing a very poor job on reporting on this whole issue. President Obama tried to tie some of this in by talking about the, the mass shootings, uh, the ones we're all familiar with, uh, the one in Newtown, the one in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, and then at one point he did bring in the murders that we're seeing in cities like Chicago, which had a record number of murders last year, uh, I think 500 or so. And he tried to kind of bring the two together, but the media is not uh, explaining really the role of um, the, the rifles versus handguns. Most of all of the everyday week-to-week -week violence that we see murders in cities across America are done with handguns, not with, uh, not with rifles. The one thing Obama doesn't talk about and which we've been trying to emphasize here is the civilian use of guns for self-defense. Every day Americans use guns to save lives uh, and to defend themselves against criminals. It's very easy for the president and the media to point their cameras and, and to point to people who have been shot because criminals uh, uh, commit murders, but it's very hard to cover instances where people have defended themselves and saved their lives uh, through the defensive use of guns. And that's something President Obama doesn't want to talk about, and yet it's, it's a vital part of this whole debate. Tim Lynch is the director of the Cato Institute's Project on Criminal Justice. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.